Welcome to another episode of Murray Musings. It is our 72nd episode, and I am proud to present just a recap of our five favorite matches. Uh, we've got Claire and Scott here, and of course, this is Peter. So we are just going to enjoy a nice uh, episode where we just talk about Andy Murray, surprisingly. So like Claire, Andy Scott, how are we doing? Really good, really good. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing good. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this episode because, um, I mean, typically Claire and Peter have done like homework and like prepared their five favorite matches, and I've just turned up. Uh-huh. But no, no prior prep whatsoever. But I'll just, um, which I'm sure everyone listening is going to be super surprised to hear. Shocked. I'll, I'll, I'll pick my five favorite anime matches at mass, and then we'll. <laughs> yeah, in the intro, I was about to say. <laughs> Claire and uh, I were probably going to have our optimistic ones and surely one of your favorites uh, as I'm sure you've said a we know, few times. We all know what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an Australian Open defeat which I mean if you want to like nix that and mm-hmm. talk about like any other match, any other match, I'll, I'll be happy <laughs> to hear it. Uh, I love it. I mean, I knew, I knew as soon as I mentioned this, doing this one, but I knew Scott, you would do at least one loss, and it would yeah. be the 2012 Australian Open semi-final. I'm giving, I'm already giving the, I'm giving it away before we even started. Yeah, it's one of my four gone, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> one of your five. One of my five. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, cool. How like, about we just give you four, and we'll talk about five. Oh sure, I mean, and how? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Limit your talking time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Around, I'm kidding. I mean, can I clarify? Like, are like you guys have have you guys shared your five with each other already? Like, do you is there any overlap? Are you have you got the same? Well, the only overlap that um we have is the 2016 Rio Olympic gold medal match. Sure, sure. I mean, um, be, okay, but I haven't that. shared the other ones. Sure, that would probably I'm not that would probably be on my list a bit to be honest. But like I'll 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 pick up I'll pick another one too. But so that's I mean, that's a joint one and we'll speak about that one at the end, I think. Yeah. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. That sounds good. Um cool. I mean, can I can I go for a sentence you guys are just sure, named? Of course. Okay, okay, like yes, yeah. So like the Andy Murray. I mean, you guys love that match too, right? You guys love oh. the match. So your other four are <laughs> uh, no, we'll talk about my one. We'll go we'll go around in the circle, right? We're not <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll talk time. about that loss, even though I don't remember it because it was. Yes, a you loss. do. Yes, you do. It was a great match. Come on now. Uh, I was half asleep. I was it was a great. You've watched the highlights many times, Peter. Come on, no, every absolutely oh, not. No, but no, but my my thing with not watching the highlights of that, that match is, I honestly strongly believe that the highlights of that match show Andy, uh, like Maria is very bad. Like I honestly think that that some of the tests in that match is peak Andy Murray. Like that, it gets no better than that. For for Andy Murray fans, I I would honestly argue like, and that was before, uh, yeah, like before he won a major. Like I think that is the match, like that, like it's some of the times in that match, Andy Murray has not replicated in his career since. I would honestly put that forward and put that down. Like, and so would you argue that was one of his best chances to reach the final and uh, win the it- title? Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, one hundred percent. Like, and I, that is why I do not like that match. Because I felt like he was so close. I don't even remember the scoreline because okay, it's okay. been what ten years now. 
right, so, right, right. 11. 11, right. excuse me. To clarify, just, yeah, so it's Andy Murray semi-final 2012 against Novak Djokovic, and he loses the match in a five-set, like, marathon epic. Like, um, <clears throat> I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I like, like, there's matches in Andy's career that I went back and just watched and watched the highlights of. And yeah, of course, yeah, I don't watch the very end of that match much. Like, I don't watch the the final five-minute high, the, five, the, the final, like, two or three minutes of the highlights. because Maybe course, I should do that. that. Uh, yeah, like, of course. Not watch the end yeah. and just pretend that he won. I need to. I need to stress that, uh, like any uh, Andy Murray fans, and I do get it. Like I do get it. And maybe like part of it is in your head. You're like, he loses this match, so like, what's the point? But like, there there is just so much point to doing that because I only I I also believe that like yeah. I mean, I've said on this the podcast before. Like, without that match, I who knows? Does Andy Murray go on to win a major? Does Andy Murray have the belief in himself that he's capable of doing it? I don't know because like you know that match was everything for him like it, it gave him the belief that yeah he could win these things because he was like that far away from beating the best player on the planet like a guy who barely lost a match the previous year like and he came so close to beating him on like a core pretty much designed for Novak Djokovic to win tennis matches and he like almost 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 beat him like it, it's just I, so good. I feel like you could write a thesis on this match alone, Scott. Like, I feel like this is your oh, hill that I will die on sure. type sure. of, you know, debate. Like, because you are, you come, when you talk about it, you're so passionate about this match. And, and, and literally every other person, including me and Peter, was like, but he lost it. He, he lost that match. And you yeah. can actually see the major positives to come out of that and be like but this is why it was such an incredible match like yes we lost but this is why and I, I honestly like I would like you to write a book about this match <laughs> no, I will read it. I will buy it I will pre I'll pre-order it and I'll read it I will do like a live reading yep. on this podcast <laughs> at, the, at, the very, at the very least, I'll write like a, I'll, I'll write some sort of an article for it or something like that. Write something but for popcorn tennis about popcorn it. Popcorn tennis, uh, go check out guys. Popcorn tennis, if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think I, I don't know. And again, I've said it on this uh, on the podcast before in the early in the early episodes of the Murray meetings. Like, um, I mean, I think I think you you yeah. Like, I I I, I also think it gets overshadowed majorly, obviously, by the final, like the the final match of that tournament when Djokovic plays Nadal in that what like six hour six hour marathon match, like. Um, and you know, I I would argue that Andy's match was a better match eh, against Novak. Like Andy played a fresher Novak and took him as far as Nadal did too, and almost beat him. Like so, like you could argue that Andy did better against Novak Djokovic in that tournament than Rafael Nadal did. Like you, you could one hundred percent make a case for that. Like I'm gonna come out and slate Rafael Nadal in this episode. Rafael Nadal, like <laughs> hey, Nadal fans, listen, Ooh. listen. Nadal, Nadal should, hey, 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 come on. Nadal should have won that match. Nadal should have won that tournament. He came out on a court against Novak Djokovic after Novak <laughs> fucking like dragged himself over the line against Andy Murray in five hours and couldn't get the job done. Like he couldn't get the job done. Like, did he? Did he win that tournament? No, he didn't. Like he should have done okay. it. Am I wrong, Peter? Peter, I know you're a big Nadal fan. Like, am I wrong? The thing is, Novak has a chokehold on the Australian Open for some reason. And right, yeah. I don't know what magic water, like, he drank, like, <laughs> if he swam, like, in the Great Barrier Reef, like, before 2008 or something. But he seriously, like, has not lost a 
horrible match there in more than a decade. And it's, it's ridiculous. True. Right, it's true. And so, I'm but, tired but, of it. But, I'm tired of it. That 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 was in very early stages of dominant Novak. Like that was in very, very early stages of dominant Novak. Oh my god, so, right, okay. See for a second there, Scott. I thought you said Dominic Novak, and I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> dominant. I heard dominant and I yeah. rolled my eyes. I mean, I think also I mean, I think also Nadal fans could rightfully argue that like Novak was like in his head in Rafa's head, like after that entirety of twenty eleven, because Jokovic beat him like how many times? Like six or seven times. I don't know. Can we move on? Because because we're talking a little bit too much about Novak and right, okay. that's your thing. Okay, so my, yeah. my point, my point, my point, right? My point is that that match, that semi-final match, yeah, it gets overshadowed a whole amount by the final, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think like if you go and watch some of the highlights of it and some like a huge, huge portion of the match, especially the second and the third set. Uh, the, the second and the third sets of that match, you should go watch the entirety of them because it gets no better than that as an Andy Murray fan. Like Andy's just on another level, and he wins the third set, and you you're thinking, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna beat Novak here, um, because yeah, th- that second and third set, like like easily, so, like up there with the very best of Andy Murray, um, and so yeah, that I make the case for for that being that being on my list, like okay. I, I like. Um, and we are going to like we're going to like highlights to good. all of the well maybe not all of them because I don't know if all of them exist online and um, but yeah. we'll like highlights to as many of the matches that we talk about this evening Sounds so, good. This, so, so everyone can go and check them out so we will be linking this loss uh but once you've all watched it please do feedback and give Scott your opinions on this as well like do you think it was a defining moment yeah. for Andy Murray oh absolutely yeah 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 that's good that's good um, player, you want to go next, or okay? So yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm going to do mine because I'm a bit anal. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I'm going to do mine in chronological order. So I'm going to be starting. These so they, these aren't in order of preference. These are in order of when they happened. Um. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be starting with Andy's 2005 U.S. Open round one match against oh. Andre Pavel. And he wow. won that match in five sets. It was his first five-set win ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he vomited at the side of the court in the fifth set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not much of this match exists online because, mm-hmm. you know, it was 2005. It was it was literally 18 years ago. Yep. But I remember, I, I remember watching that match. I was 20 years old and I, I'm aware, painfully, painfully aware that there might be some Andy Murray fans out there who weren't even alive when that match was played. Yep. Um, I am old enough to actually remember seeing it happen. Uh, mm. And I can't remember when I watched it, like what channel it was on, but there are hardly any highlights of this match online, which I think is a travesty because, one you'll need to see Andy Murray vomit at the side of the court. There are some photographs which are spectacular. Mm. Peter actually asked me if it had been faked. It had not. But Andy... <laughs> Andy, I wondered won- if it had been faked. Uh, let's uh, talk about that in detail. Because okay. it looked like the Gatorade or whatever was just yeah. like... Just like liquid. Out yeah. of his, like mouth. And it was just okay. so disgustingly like horror show that I'm like, are you serious? Is that real? And yeah. apologies, but I don't remember that match. And that was a while ago. 
yeah, I mean, it was a long, long time ago. But Andy won the first set 6-3 and I think quite comfortably won the first set 6-3. And then Pavel just like found his game and he took the second and the third set 6-3. So Murray looked like he looked like he was struggling and then all of a sudden he just came racing back, took the fourth set 6-1. So we went into the fifth set decider and Andy just lost his lost his stomach completely and I don't know he was clinging on by his fingernails I do not know how he won that match like because literally stood and threw up at the side of the court and he went back on and won the match and I I think actually it was he he got the break of serve not long after that Mm. to take this he took the fifth set six four um and people had been already at that point saying he's not got the mental stamina to, I mean, he was 18, right? He's not got the mental stamina to win. He's not got the physical fitness because during Wimbledon, that was when he was rolling around on the ground, clutching his thigh because he had terrible cramp mm-hmm. that year yeah. uh, against David Nalbandi. And people said, you know, he's not got, he, he doesn't have the ability and the physical fitness to go this far and win the five set match, he can't do it. So when he was vomiting at the side of the court, everyone's mm. like, well, here we go again. Here we go. He's going to lose this five set match again. And he didn't. He held on. He clung on with his fingernails and every ounce of angry, Andy, grumpy, Scottish, moody teenager grit. And he won that match. And it was just truly, truly spectacular. And like I said, not much of it exists online. There's like, 45 seconds of shit highlights on YouTube that don't even show him being sick. Um, And it's a travesty because I feel like it's a match that so many people should see because it's like the beginning of great things for Andy Murray. Mm -hmm. He was like this scrawny, Mm. moody, big-haired, lanky kid who's being sick at the side of the court against a guy who's probably ready to demolish him. Mm-hmm. And he fights back and wins the match and showed everyone that actually he's someone to look out for. And obviously because he was coming back, he was coming at the US Open that year on the back of being the juniors champion the year before. Yeah. So yeah. a bit of hype around him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, did he live up to it? So that is my first favourite Andy Money match. I'm hoping there's people listening to this podcast that also remember that match. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have one or two. Um, I, I, um, so that's obviously like yeah, the early and you and you touched on it there about you know when people are like, oh, this is Andy again, like you know, for you know, fitness not not as it should be, and uh, you know, as as you say, like this is you know, it's funny, it's just scrawny, lanky kid, and it kind of reminds me like you know. I think I'm not sure if we. I think maybe we've talked about it off the podcast before, and um, it kind of reminds me of um, what he says in his kind of documentary about that kind of time of his career when he's um, and he talks about like the media criticism of him, and he's like a lot of people were saying, you know, um, a lot of the media were saying, you know, oh, you know, he's not fit enough, he's not, you know, he hasn't put in the work, he can't, you know, do this. And um, I remember watching like that clip because I went back and watched that quite recently on YouTube, like the clip of Andy being like, you know. The media all were always criticizing me, and we're all the same thing. They're always, you know, and it was a comment in the co- in the, the, the it was a comment in the YouTube comments that said, um, 
that we're touching on that. And it was like a lot of people automatically assume uh, when Andy's talking about that period of his career and talking about like the criticism that the media give him and uh, they're like, oh, you know, it's unfair criticism. It's unfair criticism. It's like when when they talk about that, when they talk about that period of Andy's career, when they talk about like the, you know, he's scrawny kid, like he, mm-hmm. you know, like his fitness and stuff, you know, maybe like, I think, I think a lot of the media criticism of Andy and a lot of the kind of critique of him has been majorly, majorly unfair. But like maybe like a lot like they actually like when when they were talking about he needs to get fitter, he needs to get fitter. Like that, like a lot of people are like, oh, the media's wrong to criticize them, wrong in their criticism of them. Like on that note, what what were they right? I think they were right, right? Like they, I mean they they, they, they were right, but they were harsh. Yeah. But do you think that yes. really helped uh, spur him? I think on that more did. Yeah, I think I think it would I think that sort of thing, given what we, we know of Andy, especially back then, it would have spurred him on out of pure spite as well. Yeah, no, well Absolutely. Fuck you, I'll show you. But I think (laughs) I said absolutely, and you're like, fuck you, I'll show you. (laughs) But but I think, but I think that so that's exactly it. So like Andy in the documentary actually never says they were wrong to criticize me for this. Like they were wrong. Like, if anything, like he was like, You're right, but I'm gonna fuck you all and you know, get better. And then we all see him, he becomes an absolute unit of an athlete after like that. He is a unit, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe him, Scott. An an absolute beast. So it's like he looked at that criticism and was like, Fucking out, they've got a point, but I'm gonna like make them regret it. Do you know what I mean? So actually, Mm -hmm. a weird way they were right. (laughs) I went to it when, when not that we're complimenting them, like, fuck the media, but like. It's been a while since we've had some media slander, Scott. That's good, yeah. It's been a while since we've done that. Right, exactly. But um, but also, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's an interesting period of his career. So, yeah, it's a shame that not more, there's not more kind of, you know, early highlights of that kind of period of his career. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if anybody, yeah, I guess if anybody does have highlights of that um, match or that Claire's highlight, do send it. Do send them on into us because we would um, move the team. And um, Peter, you up next with your first. Um, how about we do a loss again? Um, so okay. this is important to me mainly because Bangkok is my birthplace, and mm. uh, it's one of the first memories that I have of Andy. So mm. it's the uh, tournament final match against Federer. Um, of course, Federer had his winning streak, boring as it was, from 2004 to 2008. So this was, you know, at his dominance. And so anyway, of course, he lost the match 6-3, 7-5. But the second set, of course, as a 7-5 set, was highly competitive and really pretty good. And mm-hmm. so that was the first that I really took notice of him. Um, I wasn't uh, the biggest fan of his yet. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But I mean, I was incredibly impressed. Incredibly impressed. So yeah. what year was that? 2005. Was that? 2005, yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, what, like, what, um, what, like, so what, so what age was he in 2005 then? Because that's both of you kind of like. Talk. He was 18. 18, right, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like an 18-year-old taking Federer to that length of a match. Yeah. that that like really kind of highlighted him to you that's really interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i mean federer really was coming into his 
dominant era, wasn't he? Like he won, he won Wimbledon in two thousand and five, didn't he? I don't know. I mean, maybe that sounds right. Yeah, and it sounds probable, doesn't it? I'm obviously <laughs> just going to Google and check. Um, I feel bad that yeah. I'm just like not the biggest tennis analyst anymore because, like, it just just seeps out of my brain. I'm just like, it's better. He probably won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. He he beat he beat Andy Roddick. Yeah. Actually, I knew that because this is a bit of a sorry guys, bit of a segue. Surprise, surprise. But we had a we had a quiz in my work uh, a couple of years ago. It was like it was it was definitely I think it was pre-COVID. So it was like the Christmas quiz. Um, there was a sports round, and one of the questions was, "What year did this happen?" And it was Roger Federer won Wimbledon, Liverpool won the Champions League, and something else. <laughs> and I said it's two thousand and five. It's 2005, and I was spoken down to and told that in no uncertain circumstances, I was wrong, and it was 2012. It was... Oh, okay, and, and not 2009. Okay, and it was 2012, and I says no, no, I'm sure it's 2005. I'm, I'm sure. I like okay, like. Federer did win Wimbledon in 2012 and I think actually Liverpool did win the Champions League in 2012 but I was like this is 2005 I am telling you this is 2005 Mm -hmm. yeah no Claire you are incorrect oh turns out turns out I was fucking right (laughs) and it was 2005 so I did know that I did know Roger won Wimbledon in 2005 anyway back to back to the tennis Okay, (laughs) so let's move on to my uh, next one, Um, because, of course, 2005 was such a long time ago, and he was just starting out as an 18-year-old. But in 2006, he was playing Andy Roddick in the semis of San Jose. Um, That was when I was kind of into Andy Roddick. And so I was like, okay, who's this, you know, kid? He's played Mm. before. I've seen him. But then when he won the tournament match against uh, Leighton Hewitt is when mm-hmm. I fell in love with him. And I've said this on the podcast numerous yeah. times. And yeah. I mean, he hugged and kissed Kim right yeah. after he won. And that was what enamored me to him. And I'm like, this is a good kid. This is a kid that's been raised right by his mom. And like, I was a fan ever since. I've been a fan ever since. Excuse me. So yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little I think, emotional because no, it's, well, it's, it's, it's so heartwarming and it's just so Andy. Yeah. So, yeah. It, anyway, it, it's a it's a moment that's like still shown like kind of uh, widely around like in like kind of old highlight in like highlight videos of Andy's career and um because yeah it's like a kind of uh, it's it's like the win that kind of like really kind of yeah it's like oh here's you know he's uh you know he's really he's coming into his own and it's yeah well it's, that it's, was his that was his first title as well wasn't yep, it it was yeah. Yeah. I say, yeah 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 um so yeah it was really really cute and it's uh I don't know I I would encourage everyone to go watch the kind of uh, little kind of interview that they that they do on the core uh, with Andy when Andy talks about Kim as well because I think um I think there's a really cute bit where like. She says that she like took time off work, but like no, she it, took time off school. She told our school that she was like had a sickness bug. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because Kim, because Kim was only seventeen at the time, I think, or just about to turn eighteen, because she's a little bit younger than Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was, she was literally still at school. She's in sixth form, and right. I, remember, I, I remember reading about this. It was, and I was howling. 
she said that she was off school. She told her school she was poorly. And then she was all over the papers the next morning. (laughs) (laughs) Because Andy went up to her after this match win, which is, is, yeah, it's so cute. I mean, I would would totally take a ripping from my teachers for that, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know what? Actually, just stuff, I'm not coming back at all. I'm gonna be touring just like Morgan Riddle, like uh, just with yeah, Taylor so... Fritz, Taylor yeah. Fritz's girlfriend. No, yeah. valid, valid. if I had that life. Woo. Anyway, yes, let's move on. Uh, uh, okay, Scott, what's your second one? Or should I go? Um, I don't know if this is on anybody else's list. I don't know if you guys have it on your list. Um, it's the uh. Andy Murray versus Rafa Nadal Tokyo match. You, you oh, guys have no, it? Scott, that's one of mine, and I put that. It's in one of my track. favorites, but not my top five because he I demolished mean, him. Can I, can I steal it from score you? Line again? No, can I, you can't steal that. Can I steal that? From no, you can't. So we can, can do it. We can do. We can do it jointly. Yeah. we can do it. Jointly. Okay, 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 okay. I'll come back to that in a minute. Then can I go for another one? Because uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I, my, so my problem, and I think the reason that I have a lot of my, like these matches that like. Uh, so I'll go with uh, Andy versus uh, Roger at the uh, Australian Open 20... No, don't say 2013 Australian Open, Scott. I'll literally put all of this in here group chat. <laughs> <laughs> How about y'all talk about them together? Yeah, um, let's do them jointly. Let's do them jointly, yeah, okay, Scott. Okay, okay, okay. So let's do, yeah, so let's do that one then. Let's, do let's talk Andy. about Japan, like, because I have to do it. Like I said... Well, you're, so you want to talk, talk, talk about the Tokyo match? Yes, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Tokyo. Yeah, okay, let's 2011... This was this was like the I think in their previous three meetings I can't remember if they were semi finals or if there was a final involved but Rafa had beaten Andy each time so yep. there was like pressure on him going into this match or I, I say pressure on him like he was definitely the underdog yep. it was one hundred percent expected that he was going to lose this match against yes. Rafa yep. and he 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 lost the first set six three. He didn't play it amazing in the first set. Like he was, he was okay, but Rafa was definitely dominating. And it was yeah. like, yeah, if this, if if it continues like this, we're looking at it's over in two sets. Mm-hmm. And he came back in the second set, got double break, one six two, played some really, really brilliant tennis. Yeah, his backhand was amazing. It was incredible. Like he just. He was like a different player than he had mm-hmm. been in the first set. Rafa couldn't get anywhere near him. And then the third set, I think Andy played what is arguably the most perfect set of tennis he's ever played in his career when he yes. beat Rafa Six Love. Yep. Yes. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just I, spectacular. I think it's also a good match again because, like, uh, I mean, it's the second of, of my matches that I've picked uh, that. Uh, uh, like it, again, it's pre, uh, it's pre major winning, like, and it's uh, it's before Andy ever won a major, it's before Andy won, you know, an Olympic gold or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's before all of that, and that's all like still to come for him. So, like, again, it was it was as though, like, you know, he was looking for these kind of wins that would help him kind of spur him on to believe that he could replicate that at major or a kind of you know, on a, on a bigger stage, and like. Yeah, like uh, Nadal. Yeah, yeah. I would just say 
if you don't, if, even if you don't have time to watch like you know entire like highlight videos or anything like that, but, like go, go, I mean, go try and watch like the the highlights, even like the two minute, three minute highlights of like. There is like a four. There's like a four minute highlight reel of that match exists on YouTube. But, so. Yeah, I mean, just just go watch the points from yeah. the, the the third set even because like yeah. Andy, Andy, yeah, like Nadal, Nadal like, gets four points in that third set. He wins four points like in the entirety of the um of the of the of the of the third set which is uh insane right like yeah. on the doll uh it's absolutely nuts like he wins he could he literally struggles to win points against andy because andy's um yeah like peter's right like his backhand in that match is like a uh, i'm pretty sure the comment, comments on it is like oh it's like a laser beam because <laughs> yeah. he just I like and you, you've never seen a backhand go so straight like directly through the court like and that yeah. just like struggling around like flopping around like trying to and get there was uh, some shots that he returned in that match that I was like, "How? Yes. How have you got to that? Because yeah. at one point he he was he was way way down the baseline, way back in the corner, and Rafa like tapped the ball over the net. Yes. And I was like, "There's no way Andy's getting to that." And he he got not only did he get it, but he won the point. Yep. Yes. And it's yeah. just some of the some of the shots that he made. Um, like the audacity of that yep. man hitting yep. those shots. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just such a, yeah, it's a, um, and I think, yeah, yeah, like his backhand is fantastic, but I, I do, I do also think it's, it's one of, again, an earlier kind of match in Andy's career that like, um, shows you how important like him having confidence to hit through his forehand is, uh, because like his forehand's like, it obviously his backhand, like we, we all know his backhand's absolutely glorious, but his, his forehand he just rips as well, like, um, and he does like, I, I, I get, again, I mean, I would argue that like he, the like. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, if I can point or highlight, even in his prime, like uh, a, a set that he plays better than that. I think I, I I would make a case that that set is maybe the best set of his career. Like, because yeah. like I mean, I, mean I, I honestly don't remember too many other bagels yeah. sets. Yeah, I, I feel that, like he's given one or two, like in the first round of a major. Yeah, am I, I mean, wrong? No, he's no, no, no. He's, he's. I feel like he he's, has. He's given he one before. Yes, he has beagled yeah. before. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But like, I mean, I, I but not I just, that clean. Not you know, like, was, where he was moving was... Rafa Nadal around yeah. the court. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I just feel like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How I feel. And I, I think he even comments after it on it though. I think, I think Andy actually comments after though. He's like, I don't know if I'll ever play a, a set of tennis like that ever again. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was so technically perfect. And just absolutely yeah. crushes it. It's like yeah. I think that and Nadal as well. Like I, I think the interview with him is great as well. It's hilarious as well. He's like, uh, I couldn't do anything, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could do nothing. No? Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, that, yeah, dude. Well, just on the shrine, but um, yeah, he just he just can't do anything. Um, so like, yeah, we, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just an absolute outrageous match. And again, another one that you can go back to just rewatch when. You know, uh, like where, like just rewatch time and time again, just because it's, yeah. it's, it's it's so outrageous. So yeah, uh, spectacular. Absolutely, absolutely. I would, yeah, definitely encourage Andy, Andy fans to check that one out. Um, yeah. Uh, Claire, do you want to bring up the uh, <laughs> the other one then? The uh, yes, the... yes, because because luck, luckily for you, in my chronological order, this is the next one. Um, yeah. twenty thirteen Australian Open semi final versus Roger Federer. Five sets, Federer just refused to back down, and it was 
Andy's winning, Roger's winning, Andy's winning, Roger's winning. It was back and forth, exchanging sets. Yes. It was Andy's only win over yeah. Federer in yeah. a slam, which yes. for me, I think is why it's so significant. Yep. Because when you think about like the 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 length of their careers and the amount of times that they played each other, mm. it's quite stunning. Actually, that's the only win that Andy had over him in a major. Yeah, like it, it, it's almost a little bit frustrating, but yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, we're talking about the greatest of all time, so yeah, 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 we are. We're talking about Roger Federer, you know, so. Uh, mm. it's, it's not it's um, it's it's not the worst thing in the world to yeah have yeah. lost to him in so many times there's nothing to be ashamed of but it is nice to have that that win over him it's then just a shame that <clears throat> he didn't go on to win but listen we're not talking about that much. we're talking about the semi-final <laughs> no, but I'm more, no but I mean I think that again uh, is, is a very good thing to briefly touch on it's again that's the reason that I feel like this match is overlooked so much right it's because yeah. ne- neither of the players involved go on to win the tournament so it's like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's overlooked a wee bit because of that um and yeah, would uh, you know? I'd I'd encourage Andy fans to go watch this specifically to look at the, uh, the this footwork. entire match. Yeah, this entire match exists online as well yeah, because it's twenty thirteen, yeah. so it's more recent. Go go go! go I do watch. need to see that one. Go I watch. don't remember the last time I watched even highlights of it. Sure, you, I mean, go go watch it, and um, it's 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 a great match to watch. Uh, for uh, the yeah to, to to watch to watch the footwork the footwork of of Andy and Roger of course Roger's you know we all know how good Roger's footwork is he moves around like a ballet dancer everyone always says it. Um, but Andy I like and the way Andy moves on the court like just watch his feet just for a few of the points like because it's it's outrageous to watch it's it's crazy like amazing to watch like the way that these two play like sometimes you think with some of the points it's on like fast forward like somebody fast forwarding it because both of them are just moving like so 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 quickly. Um, mm-hmm. On the point, yeah, just we'll we'll just have you like what the hell. Um, it's, it's also a great match to to highlight to say you know Roger was literally hanging on by the skin of his teeth because realistically, yes. realistically, Andy probably should have won that match three sets if not four sets. Like the yes, the fact the I do remember was, that. The, the, well, the, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> second second set and fourth set went to tie breaks. Roger won the tie breaks. Yeah, so it was it was six four. Six seven six three six seven seven no six two. I was so tired. I yeah. I was not happy. You could argue. I mean, you could, you could like, make a case that Andy had been a little bit more kind of foot on the gas. Like he yeah, might have had enough he gas left to win it sooner. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I would agree. But I would still encourage Andy fans to go check that for sure. Yes, it, very much so. Especially if you know they vaguely remember it because they were like half asleep yes yeah, we're talking about <laughs> yeah, australian open time for yeah sure. it was like three o'clock in the morning or something for sure for sure um peter you want to you want to go for uh, another another match let's talk about another uh andy murray win against roger federer of yeah. course coming on the heels of his loss uh, at wimbledon he wins the gold medal match in london at wimbledon Six two, six one, six four, and it was just amazing. Just like everything about it, forehand serving great, like just death kiss, like perfection. Just I, I don't know what else to say. And well, uh, finally, I'll just quickly say when he hugged that kid, like 
when he was holding the flag and everything, like that just sealed the deal. It was just perfect. Like gold medal, like everything about it, just perfect. No notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, I mean, it's an important match, right? Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the fact that he lost, right, to Roger on that exact same court just weeks before. Four weeks previously. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you could unpack the mental baggage there. You could unpack so much. You could like talk about the fact that you know, uh, what you could also analyze why he won the match because it was a very different crowd. Um, uh, yeah, do you know, Scott? That's just exactly what I was thinking. The crowd is so different because even although the Wimbledon final, mm-hmm. Andy was the Brit and they, they, you know, made it to the final for the first time since mm-hmm. like freaking Fred Perry or something. Yeah, it's still Wimbledon. Yeah. And it was still a very Roger Federer-esque crowd. Yep. Because it wasn't until after that match when Andy cried, making a speech, mm. that the majority of people started going, oh, God, actually, this guy's really great. Yep. This, and, it was, and so it was after that that I think other people really started backing him. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very different crowd. And a lot of people said that, I mean, it's the Olympics, so it is totally different anyway. It's nothing like the Wimbledon crowd. But a lot of people have said that Andy said it was very much like a Davis Cup-type crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah. Yep. Yep. I was about to say, it was a little tier below Davis Cup because, I mean, Davis Cup is raucous. And we're at Wimbledon here. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, a different atmosphere than Wimbledon because it's the Olympics. So yeah. it was just amazing. It's yeah. just amazing. Brilliant to watch. Brilliant Absolutely watch. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It really and was. Definitely, and definitely I watch like the a, highlights like every now and then. And I, I think also definitely like the, uh, uh, pro- probably the point, and again, like, you know, it was before he won a major. Like we've talked mm-hmm. about so many matches before he won a major. And I think, uh, I'm pretty sure he says that uh, after he lost Wimbledon twelve final, that 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 was when he first started to think that maybe he wouldn't win a major. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that eventually you know helped him relax, and then you see the the the, the gold medal. And I think when he wins the gold medal, it's like if this is as good as it gets, I'm okay with it. Like you know, yeah. and I, I think I, I think I actually remember thinking that too. Like I think I actually remember thinking that as well as Andy Murray fan. I was like, you know what, if this is, um. If, if, if this is as good as it gets for him, like if this is like the, you know, uh, um, the, uh, the pinnacle for Andy Murray, I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm all right with it too. Uh, yeah. So wait, were you well, at peace? Like if he didn't win a major, were yeah, you thinking yeah. that he wouldn't? Yeah, sure. Well, no, I don't think so. I think just like, like if, 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 if this is it, if this, if this is, if this is his moment, like if this okay. is his moment. I this thought is, like this is the effing start. Like let's That's go. exactly what I thought, Peter. Like, yeah, this go. is the beginning. This is it now. Like after crying at Wimbledon, like on the hallowed grounds, like let's go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and of go. course, next year he did what he did. He did he did what he did. And he obviously had the US open as well. So yeah. Like yeah. it's it's almost like the trigger, right? Like it's like bang, like this is like this is, well, this it, is. it's I mean, okay, so it's not it's not a major, obviously, but it's it's the Olympics. It's massive. It's massive. It's a gold. I would give anything yep. to be that level of elite athlete that I could win an Olympic gold medal. Exactly. So it's it's massive, and yeah. it must have been such a mental hurdle for him as well. Yeah. Because he's like, I I can do this. I can. Yep. 
yeah, okay, this isn't a major, it's not, it's not Wimbledon, it's not the US Open, it's not Australia, it's not French, but this is the Olympic gold medal match and I've just beaten Roger Federer. Yep. yep. On grass. Yep. yep. Okay, bring it on. I yep. can do this. I can do this. I think the, the sense of self-belief that winning that medal must have given him. Mm-hmm. And the scoreline, too. It was so clean. Yeah. Convincing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very, um, yeah, it was such a kind of cathartic kind of win, right? Like, it's a win that everyone thinks back to. It's like, oh, it's just such a. My, my friends and I were in Belfast on my head weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were waiting on our flight back to Glasgow um, and the flight was delayed. And I've never been more thankful for a delayed flight because we were able, everyone was crowded around watching this match on BBC iPlayer on my phone. So, you know, you're talking like tiny little screen. Mm-hmm. There was like 30 people crowded around where we were sitting watching this match. Yeah, on my I love iPhone. the story. You've told it before, but I... Can hear it again. Go ahead. You know, just yeah. like the, the, just the sheer joy, screaming delight. What what a time to have your flight delayed? Because if we if our flight had been on time, we would have been in the air when yeah. he won that match. Wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> so <laughs> I would have been like, um, stop the plane. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, going to have to do off. an emergency landing in the <laughs> Irish Sea. I mean, but like from Belfast to Glasgow, the flight's like twenty five minutes. You know, it's not like you're in the air for that long. But we would have missed it. We would have missed the the final game. Mm. Mm. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel like so many Andy fans have bizarre <laughs> stories of how they you know how they watch certain moments and certain matches and certain kind of uh, highlight moments. Um, is it? Uh, am I? Am I? Am I going again? I've got. A but match. actually, do you know what? I think I'm going to go first, so because yeah. I don't trust you not to steal one of mine. <laughs> Well, I've got. Well, I've, 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 I've got a. I've, I mean, I've got another loss. So you go first. Go. Okay, you okay, mine is definitely win. So okay. mine is still twenty thirteen, and it's the quarter final at Wimbledon against mm-hmm. Fernando Verdasco. Mm-hmm. And this one for me was like this is massive because I genuinely I was heavily pregnant and I thought I was going to give birth at least three times when I watched this match. <laughs> it was um, highly stressful, five sets. Uh-huh. Andy lost the first two sets. He mm-hmm. lost the first set, four, six, the second set, three, six. I thought, this is it. Like, I I was, I was, had gone into Wimbledon 2013, and I was like, this man is winning Wimbledon this year. As I say, every tournament he plays, obviously every year, but, you know, it's one of those things, you roll the dice, you're going to get it right at least once. And so I was convinced 2013 was Andy's year. He'd been playing so well in the build-up. He'd obviously won the Olympics the year before. He'd won the US Open. This was it. This was happening. He was winning Wimbledon this year. And then Fernando Verdasco comes in and has the audacity to beat him in the first two sets. And I was like, this, this, no, this, 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 this can't be happening. This isn't good. And then Andy just decided. I'm not losing this match. I, I'm not losing this tournament. This isn't. This is not how the story is going to be written. This is not how it's going to happen. And he won the third set, six one. Uh huh. Fourth set, six four. Okay. The fifth set was an absolute nail biter, seven mm-hmm. five. Yep. And I, I screamed so loudly. 
he could have he could have just handed him the trophy there and then after that match. <laughs> as far as I was concerned, that was it. Andy Murray had just won Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. And I also almost had to go to the hospital to get my blood pressure checked. So <laughs> that is my Andy Murray almost made me give birth early story. <laughs> I love it. What about what did yeah. you guys think of that match? Go on, I mean, go. I knew I knew that he was going to win that match. I was not in like any sort of like consternation after the first two sets because i was like no he's fucking going to win this like he's got to no offense but i don't know how many times he lost to fernando radasco before that um but i was like he's not losing to fernando radasco like no matter how he's played at the australian open and whatnot and i just no. like he's a good player but he's We're not gonna allow this no no, 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 no. So yeah, I I have a random memory of um, uh, being unwell, uh, watching it. So I was feeling horrendously bad, like watching it. Like I, I'd been like vomiting all night and stuff. Like those that. first two sets made you feel so much oh, better. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I actually remember raising my fist like in celebration weekly, like very like those. Um, um, so I was very, very happy. I'm also pretty certain it was on my birthday, uh, 29th of June, maybe, or maybe the day after or the day before. Do you know what? Out. That might you, um, you might not be wrong there because, um, that's when Wimbledon was earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah, I think it was, I think it was 29th of June, yeah. um, or yeah, maybe the day after my birthday, um, but, um, yeah, it, it, I, I just have a really kind of, uh, uh, visceral memory of feeling absolutely horrendous, but also like, like it, the, my burden, like this, I will feel even worse if, um, if he loses his match. So it was very, um, yeah, like I, I remember just like because I'd been, I was just lying a bit, and I remember watching it and just when he won, I was just, and then I'm pretty sure I vomited <laughs> on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 fun fun time um, but it was yeah i i i mean yeah that, that's why that sticks out in my head it's because yeah he managed to somehow win the match while also yeah well well i was feeling absolutely shit with my life but um yeah like he he definitely made me feel uh made me feel slightly better about it um so yeah no good match good good choice yeah good choice. really good match it's a valid one valid one um, do I go now? Am I going now? Like, yeah, if you want to talk about a loss. Yeah, I'll talk about a loss. And it's mainly because I was there for it. Um, it was the longest tennis match he ever played. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, it's not no. well. It's not, it could, not well. It's probably not no, the longest tennis no, no, match no, no, he's ever played be, now. Uh, no, not now. But it was there's one against one more team, Del Porto, at the Davis Cup. Ah, uh, another one mm-hmm. you're talking about. I'll go in 2016, was it? it was 2016? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, it's like well over. It was over Del five Pogada's years. Revenge. What an app. One epic, like, and I have to say it was one of my favorite matches I've ever watched because I mean, I was there and live in person, and it was just my voice was gone by the end of it and shot like it was in the ground. And like, it was it's a funny match as well because it also showed how important Andy was to the Davis Cup team and still is, like, yep. still is, of course. We lost a match and then immediately lost, and everyone knew we were done, like, we were, yes, yes. sadly. But I'm pretty sure, did James Ward not have a match after that, or somebody had a match after that, and like, everyone, um. Everyone knew we were. I remember him playing that year like pretty well. I don't remember him 
playing Andy would have been, during Andy that would, tournament. He, Andy would have been the second match on that day. Hmm. So there would okay. have been someone. Uh-huh. So they, they, they would have played. It might have been Kyle Edmonds. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think it was. And I remember, I'm, so, and, and lost. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, so we need, we now need Andy to beat Delpo because she knew that Jamie and Andy together in the doubles would win the next day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, I remember that when Andy lost that match against Del Porto, I was like, we yeah, that's it. We've, mm-hmm. we've lost because we'll we'll win in doubles, and Andy will probably win his next match, but yeah. that's yeah. not going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I remember yeah. that so well because I was in Dallas and I was with my friends and they wanted me to like go somewhere and like do something. And I'm like, but wait, this is like Del Potro versus Andy and we'll get to one of my favorite matches. But I, still, I was just like, mm, like, can I see like 30 minutes? And they were like, OK, we'll give you 30 minutes. And it went on a little bit longer than 30 minutes. So, like, I stayed there, like, at the TV, like, just, like, looking and hoping for a win. And, I mean, I'm glad I didn't see the end of it um, at the time. Uh, But, yeah. I I recall there was a moment, I think, in the fifth set where it was, like, a toss-up. But then, as uh, to who was going to win it, and I think then I think I'd have to go back and watch the highlights. But I think Del Potro absolutely tears a forehand down the line, passing shot winner. Or oh, something. the Del Potro forehand! I, I was watching, and I, I was watching it from the, like in the stands. I was just like, and you just felt like the like the air just like went out of everyone's lungs in the match because I mean it was such a good shot, like it was such a like a ridiculously good, like absolutely. You hammer. can't, and the thing is, like you can't even be mad at Del Potro. No, you can't for winning that match. Like because I, I I I saw him the next day because he didn't play doubles, um, but he was there supporting the team, and I was walking back to my seat. And he walked past me, and again, like I, there's, there's like a pattern here. And I'm heavily pregnant, um, because it was 2016, and I was like waddling back to my seat. Literally, I'm like a little <laughs> duck waddling back to my seat. And he, Del Porto, walked past me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I tried to like do like my angriest face because he'd beaten Andy the day before, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because it's Del Porto, and he's yep. he's. he's just this god of a man. I was just like, do you know what? It's fine. It's totally fine. Go on and go on and win it now, Juan. Go on and win it. <laughs> do it. Do it, Juan. Do it, Juan. Do it, Juan. Um, <laughs> You're one in a million. On a side note, he's coming back anyway. He's trying to come back. Uh, the US Open, hopefully. That's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm ho- hoping for the best friend. Um, but yeah, that's what I throw up there. I throw I throw that match up there. Just you know, I was there in person for it. I can't not bring that up. It's it's again one of my favorite Andy memories, despite the fact we lost. Uh, I promise I'm an Andy Murray fan, even though I love a lot of his losses. You've picked two losses so far. I know, I know, I know. I'm the worst, but Claire, get get give us a win. Give us a win. I'm sure you've got a win here. Okay, okay. So my last one then. This is mm. this is number five for me. Um, is the 2019 Antwerp final versus Stan Vavrinka. And I think, you know, there's not really a lot of explanation needed for this one. It was, what, nine months post-hip resurfacing mm-hmm. when he said at the Australian Open Press Conference, I'm probably going to have to stop at Wimbledon. I don't even know if I'll make it that far. I'm going to get this surgery to give me a better quality of life, but who's to say that I'm ever going to play professional tennis again 
certainly in singles, it's going to be really hard. No one's ever done it before. Nine months later, oh, we've lost Peter. I'm sure he'll be back. Nine Nine months later, he's standing there holding the trophy in Antwerp, yeah. having beaten Stan Wawrinka 3-6, 6-4, 6-4. And it was just like, it was just really emotional. You know, he was he was almost in tears holding the trophy. I mm-hmm. was in floods of tears watching it. I think there was quite a lot of emotion going all around tennis. I mean, tennis Twitter was up in arms because okay. tennis Twitter really was a thing by 2019. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, it was just, it was incredible to see because you you really thought the just just a few months prior to that, yeah. are we ever going to see this man do something like this again? Knowledge, yeah. yeah. Will this ever be and, a thing? And there he was. You know, yeah. like I think, I think, I, I think I got hope after mm-hmm. the Queen's final that he played the Queen's doubles when him and um, Lopez won the doubles at Queen's mm-hmm. that year, and it was like that's amazing. But then you know, he Andy was very candid about it and cautious, and he was like, look, you know, we just need to bear in mind that it's doubles and it's totally different. Yeah. And then he went and he played some doubles at Wimbledon. Maybe he played with Serena. Oh, what a yeah. great partnership that was. But it was still, you know, slowly, slowly, cautiously. I think he came back, finally played singles in Cincinnati and he lost to Gasquet yep, in the it. first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was all like, oh, God, maybe maybe singles is going, is singles going to be too much? And then he came in, played Antwerp, made it to the final, which just alone was just incredible. And it was sort of like the battle of these two old men trying yep. to make a comeback because Vavrinka had been injured as well, like not to the extent that Murray had been, but it was just such an amazing match. And I think the emotion from both of them in that match, because I think it was the, the understanding between them that they'd both been through so much and they'd come so far to make this final, that even if Vavrinka had won it, Andy would have been really happy for him. And I think Vavrinka was really happy for Andy as well. Yep. It was just an it was it was amazing and, and and you know of all of Andy's matches of the whole catalogue it's probably not up there as one of the best but for the you know the yeah. emotion behind it and and the the backstory for sure you know it's really meaningful the meaning behind it yeah absolutely and like the amount of kind of yeah like and. At this point, like, is it, you know, and say we're not, we're not, we're not, there's going to be more. But, like, is it the last singles title that he ever wins? Like, no, but, like, is it? Like, and... I hope not. Yeah, for sure. We all hope not. We all pray not. We're all hoping for the best. But, you know what? If it is, if it is, it's such a significant win. He got he got one with a metalhead being, you know, uh, one of his biggest rivals. Um, Yeah. Like, how poetic would that be if it was? Yeah. Um, so, like, bit, I, very better three. Oh, for sure. Get, get, get one more in him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I might be like, and this is going off topic. I might, uh, like, don't know if he's got a major in him anymore, guys. But, like, I, I, but, I actually don't care. I don't yeah. care. Did I just walk into? <laughs> we were just talking about so so Peter's back everyone um no we I you just miss me getting all emotional talking about Antwerp and Andy's win over Stan Wawrinka in 2019 that's kind of led us to having a bit of nostalgia and like if that is the last ever trophy that he wins then you know at least you know he won it with a metal hip and there's still a great backstory to it and now we're saying like 
and I, and I you walked in, and you walked, and you walked into me doubting if he's got a major left in him, Peter. Yeah. Like, uh, Peter, 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 you're gonna come... Thomas. Are we shocked? Are Peter, we Peter, shocked? Peter, <laughs> Peter, 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 are you gonna come out and tell me that he's got a grand slam that our man has a grand slam left in him? I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna be pessimistic. No, no, so so you're being optimistic. You're saying that he that he's got a major, that he's gonna win one. I think he could anyone could win a major. Anyone. Okay. Casper Rude, anyone. Oh, let's all go too far. <laughs> let's all go too far. Let's all go too far. So uh, do I think that he can win a major again? Yes. Fucking yes. He's fucking Andy Murray. Come on, Scott. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm doubting him Come to on. Motivate him Come more. on. I'm doubting him to motivate him more. That's when he does his best. Maybe, uh, maybe you should tweet. Just like, don't tag him in it, Scott, but just like tweet something about how. Oh, well, look, guys, guys, sorry. And we'll... See if he sees it and replies to you, and he's like, do you know what? Fuck you, Scott. I'm definitely. Well, I've got a major. fucking little hip. I do know. I do know. Well, it's, it's fair, guys. You know how you've got that relationship Andy, with him. Andy doesn't. Andy, Andy, Andy doesn't see everyone's tweets, guys. <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, Andy, Andy only replies to the uh, MVPs. Uh, Let's hope he doesn't hear this podcast and be like. Scott, you know what? I was going to give you Wimbledon tickets, but Let's now hear. Listen no. here. Listen no. here. Listen here. Listen Judy, here. Listen here. Don't don't give him tickets. Listen don't here. Listen tickets. here. Listen here. I I I implore Lock his everyone. number. I implore Lock his everyone. number. I implore everyone to make fun of their favorite players. Like no. make fun of them. yeah, do it. Do I can never. Andy is perfect. Make fun of your favorite players, because my God, like it's enjoyable. Life is much more fun if you make fun of them and laugh at them. And I will laugh, continue laughing with Andy. Anna Andy. Um, I think he's got a title left in him. I just don't know what form that takes. In any case, Peter, have you got one more? You got have you got a final match to bring up? Or you didn't go through all your five, did you? Or no? I did need you? to give my other two. Did y'all talk about Rio, London Olympics? No, no, no. We've not talked about Rio yet. No. Okay, no. so let's talk about my fourth. Madrid, yes. 2015 final. Andy defeated Rafa, six three six two, in the Kaja Magica, the special box. Magic box, excuse me. Um, what I was about to say, because I'm reading my notes over it, he called it his special place. And I mean, it was magical. I mean, the way he beat Rafa Nadal on clay, like freaking fantastic. Again, no notes, like just random around the court, like played clay court tennis. Like I like I like like I don't even know what to say. Uh, there's so many likes <laughs> in that... that sentence of oh my god like California girl I don't know is, is I, I don't know when... what else to say was that the match that after it finished he wrote on the camera marriage works I believe so yep yeah I believe so because after and... you married he like became clay goat yes and part of the other second reason why I love it is Rafa Spanks Andy's ass when he's uh, getting his trophy. <laughs> and I'm like, Rafa was spanked a, Andy, but Andy was a spank or a cheeky tap? It was a cheeky uh-huh. little tap. It was a little tap. Uh-huh. It was a, like, good boy, you won. Like, you beat me on clay. <laughs> Aren't you a clever boy? Yeah. That's uh, that's actually a really valid pick, actually, Peter. I kind of wish I thought that. Maybe I would have if I'd done that. Maybe right. if you, like, actually focused on a lot of his wins <laughs> over his losses, you'd be a different person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Other none of us have brought up is Wimbledon wins and Jesus. Uh. Well, see, but, but, see, this is the thing. Like, I feel like the Wimbledon wins, the the uh, U.S. Open wins, the 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 the, the, the big obvious ones, aren't they? Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, obviously they're amazing matches. Obviously, we love those matches. But this is why it's nice to like kind of delve a little bit further back and have a look at the matches that got him there. Yeah. No, I would agree. No? I would agree. Yeah. No. No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um. So yeah, like I guess we move on to the 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 match on Oliver List, right? Is Rio the big one? Rio. Rio. I think I think everyone loves everyone. Like every no anime fan doesn't have Rio, right? Like I I would imagine. Like no, I don't think any anime fan doesn't have Rio in the final. I mean, you'd be hard. I think you'd be hard pushed to find someone who wouldn't include that in their list. Yeah, I don't know. It's just such a. I mean, where do you start, right? Like it's, um, it, it's interesting as well because it's a it's. Best of um, uh, best of five, right? So, uh, yeah, and it was actually went four. So it's it's, it's interesting that uh, a, a a tennis match that didn't go to the absolute limit, I, I suppose, yeah. in, in in the grand scheme of things, like it, it ends up on so much. But I think it, it it's just because the quality of tennis was so so good. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, and, it, and, and the. The, the the sets that bookended it, you know, the first set and the fourth set were so close. Yes. They were yes. so close. Seven, both of those sets, seven five in money's favor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it it could have gone either way. Either way, yeah. It, it was just it was it was incredible the battle between them, and the hug at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just it really is is one of the one of my most favorite most stressful. Yeah. most loved tennis matches I've ever watched with Andy. The um, adrenaline, sorry to interrupt. You're exactly right. Like yeah. most favorite, the adrenaline <clears throat> that I had like coursing through my veins yeah. at every single shot was ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It was it's... it was insane. And it, it was a I mean it was a I don't even know what time it was over here watching it. Because obviously Brazil's I can't, I'm not sure how many hours behind, but I know it was very, very, very late. Uh-huh. It was possibly around midnight UK time. Okay. Um, maybe even into the the, the wee small hours. And I was, yeah. so I was, and I, again, I'm, it comes no surprise to y'all because this only ever seems to happen that they have these massive matches when I'm pregnant. I was pregnant in my bed, watching on my iPad, stressed out my head like you. <laughs> I was stressed for this match. Yeah, Andy brings a lot of pregnancy memories for you. It really does, yeah. Correlation here. (laughs) Honeymoon. Pregnancy. Pregnant when he won Wimbledon again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just such a, and I think it's also one of the things where it's like Del Potro also speaks so highly of that tournament too, which I think. It's such a nice thing, like Del Potro. I think has come to terms, uh, like came to terms with the fact that like an Olympic silver medal is still a huge, huge thing for him. So yeah. I think and, and you know, leveled up from the previous Olympics because Del Potro exactly. got bronze in twenty twelve because he beat mm-hmm. Djokovic, didn't he, in the bronze medal match? Yep. Um, and then gets the silver. Yeah. Who who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe Delpo's going to pull his shit to back together for Paris and. Go for the gold. Go for the trifecta. Uh, no, um, Andy's gonna three peat. 
because we're not talking about that other <laughs> match. Um, so three Olympic gold medals in a row. Yeah. In a row. Oh, yeah, okay, because Tokyo oh, never yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite right. Quite right, actually. Quite right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's such a good match to like, uh, yeah, and end this with as well because it's i don't know it's such a kind of highlight for all of us and it kind of brings all andy murray fans kind of together and kind of um you know we still we all still go by and i think yeah the 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 the, the hug and exchange of the net is just yes awesome. i was just about to say like it was just so wholesome yeah yes. I, I mean i actually would give good money to get a dimple hug like that mm-hmm. i would pay pay good money just to be like can just, just hug me, just hug me the way you hugged Andy Murray for like three seconds. It's fine. Like that's all. That's all I need, and I will, I will pay you money. Yeah, I think we all would. I think we all would. Yeah. We would because I think I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It gets me. Like it's, it's, it's an emotional, meaningful match for all Andy Murray fans, and I think, yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, you're right. We all talk about the Wimbledon wins and the U.S. Open wins, like, but like the the Olympics is our thing. Yeah. And and the achievement behind it is, you know, to actually defend that gold medal. Yeah, it's massive. No, he he did something that no male tennis singles mm-hmm. player. That's what I had in my notes. I was about well, to say well, done, male player. Male player. player. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get corrected. No, nope. I know. You know, you're aware. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's 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 a huge thing, and uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Roger Federer never got an Olympic gold medal. Novak Djokovic nah. doesn't have. Nope. Uh, no. So, Novak doesn't. Well, Roger doesn't have Olympic singles gold. So Roger no. doesn't have Olympic singles gold. Mm. I think um, Novak doesn't have. A an Olympic, Olympic medal. medal at all? Does he not? Does he not have a bronze? No, 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 because he, he, he so he he lost. No, I don't think he does. Okay, get one in two thousand eight or something. In, in Beijing, I might be wrong. Did, did he not? Did not get bronze in two thousand eight or something? Am I wrong? That actually sounds like that might be right. I, I don't know. know. I think he got bronze in two thousand eight. Um, talk amongst yourselves while I check this. I was about uh, to I say. Think I think this might be right, actually. Um, I don't even know who he played. He lost to... He lost to... Did he lose to Kareno Busta um, in Tokyo? Tokyo, yes. Uh, that was a good match. And obviously he lost to... He oh, lost he did. He did. He did get bronze. Yeah, he did get bronze. He beat James Blake. Oh yeah. I'm not sure, I, I, I'm not sure why yeah. I didn't like, remember because I was about to be like, "Oh, Novak has no medals." Yeah, I mean, no, I like, no. That as soon as she said that, it's like, actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think. I think, I think. I think immediately you guys were going to be like, "No, no, no." He lost. He lost in the you know bronze yeah. medal match in the recent. Because that was like, year oh. Rafa got gold, didn't he? In mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, so Novak does have an Olympic medal. So they've all got, they've all got an Olympic medal. The big four. Yes, that's right. But only Andy Murray has two singles. Two singles, yeah, quite right. Yeah. Gold. 
which is madness. It's madness. Yeah. Mad, mad, mad times. And it, yeah, it, I don't know. It summarizes summarizes our boy. Our, our boy, our boy made his his mark. You know, all the major titles. Blah 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 blah. That's blah. it. That's it. Rafa's got Rafa's got French Open. Novak's got the Australian Open. Rogers got Wimbledon. We've got the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's ours. The Olympics is ours. Our thing. Our thing. Yeah. Our thing. Um. And that's our Olympics. And that's our matches, right? That's our matches. Yep. That's our matches. You want to do any yeah. special mentions? Real quick, my special mention match is Rome 2016 Championship Point backhand oh. down the line winner, like in the doubles alley against Novak Djokovic. That's oh. just all I have to say. Ooh. No notes. Ooh. No notes. It's perfect. Tidy. Okay, well, my special mention then, and Scott and I did actually touch on it briefly while you were offline, Peter. My special mention is doubles partnership with Feliciano Lopez at Queen's in 2019. Yes. And the celebration that the way they jumped, where they jumped in each other's arms when yes. they won. Oh, that was a cheeky little bromance, and I'm here for it. No notes. Yes. No notes, no notes. Oh Christ! I don't know. Uh, you pick well, a loss, Scott. So <laughs> I was about to say, pick a win. Why did we both think that? Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like really boring and pick a major win from him or something. I don't know. Like... Well, would you pick the Davis Cup win? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's yeah, one of yeah. the best. Though that's I don't a know. top ten I, moment I, for me. Yeah, I mean, I love that. Yeah, sure, like the lob and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I love the Davis Cup. Win, yeah, but... sure, he won the Davis Cup. So yeah, what? whatever, like single handedly. Oh my well, god, I love, it. Drug. I love it. I love it. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm wary that you know uh, when I when I put down, uh, you know. I, I made a joke tweet a while back about, you know, the, I think from the Murray Music account about Andy's highlights of his career. And I said, oh, you know, one of them was. That's right, yeah. US Open and the Olympic and blah, blah, blah. And then beating Carlos Alcaraz, that was a joke. And then Judy <laughs> replied and was like, Davis Cup. <laughs> yes. like, Judy, oh, um, Judy, I was making a joke. <laughs> Come on, Judy. Um... <laughs> Come on, come on, Jude. I uh, think she even Judy said Davis was Cup, not, period. Yeah, yeah. Judy was not going to miss you. She was like, was like I see your joke, but I'm unamused still. So yeah, gonna... yeah, I see your joke and I raise you. <laughs> My answer. Put some That's respect hard. on Davis Cup. Yeah. I mean, that whole entire run from GB, like with James Ward winning in the beginning against John Isner. John Isner. I mean, yep. hello, like that whole year for the boys. I got it. special. Yeah. That's iconic. So I mean, yeah, sure, I'll go with that. I, they're, they're, I'm going to remember another match. Oh, wow, you sound so convinced. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, okay, my my thing, and I and I love the point. I just think like Andy, Andy has had really amazing lobs, like really amazing lobs. But the only one that gets shown all the time was the one that he won the Davis Cup with. I'm like, he's he's had better lobs than that, in my opinion. You know, the like, better I, lobs was... have been. Sorry to interrupt, Claire have been against uh, the tall guys at Wimbledon. Yes, yeah. Like, remember when he lobbed Ivanisevic? Um, like, wait, was it Ivanisevic? Are you talking no, about Jersey no, Janowitz? No, no, not Ivanisevic. Who's the other really tall one? Janowitz? <laughs> no, no. Um, Isner? Hey, Karlovic. Karlovic, ah, <laughs> yes. He'll do like seven he's times a month. He's, he's yes. a bit old for Andy and loved him. He could I was like, uh, um, Karlovic and I do a, remember both. Opelka. 
Yeah, he, he did a couple of spectacular lobs over Karlovic and Apelka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just feel like, and I know it's the whole like, oh, you won the Davis Cup with it, and it's like, yeah, I know, I know, fine, cool, like, it's like that, that, that. I know the entire match was good. It's just I always see that a lot. Everyone's like, look at the lob, look at the lob. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, show one of his better ones. Like, <laughs> give me a better, give me a better Andy Murray lob than this, okay? All right, all right. Like, stop posting that lob. Go post one of his better ones. He's got so. Well, okay, ones. Scott, that's your challenge now for the Money Musings account. I want you to go and find. Uh, compilation and that'll be really easy to find of like Andy Murray's like yeah, top ten base lobs. Or oh, number one in all of them will be the fucking probably, yeah. probably. But let's ignore that one and let's focus on the other ones. Sure. Okay, I'll do that. I don't know let's... if Peter's frozen or if he's actually like, has frozen. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone again. <laughs> Peter going right before we finish. Oh no, uh, Peter's having I... Peter's having some there's some weather problems. I think it takes us so it's uh, affecting yeah, Peter's, so, Peter's internet. I, yeah, so I suppose I say it like we should probably just wrap up now and then. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't know when he, we don't know when he's coming back. So no, I mean I think we're done. We've although, although, what we talked about, haven't we? Although the problem, the problem, is, like Peter's the one recording. Like, dude, come it's, it's it's fine. Yeah, I can stop it. Okay, you can stop. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in the episode. Right. Uh, right. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate we, we appreciate everyone sticking around for this. Is there anything that we wanted to mention? Like, and when's Andy next playing? He's playing oh, well, Andy's going to be playing, well, he should be hopefully playing next week in Madrid. I think the tournament starts on Wednesday the 26th. And we are hopefully going to do a preview episode with Jack Edwards from On The Line podcast on Tuesday once the draw is out so you're going to be bombarded with us over the next like six days or so um but yeah Andy's playing on Wednesday like a bit of clary here we go hopefully it's a hopefully it's better than Monte Carlo Mm. yeah let's not talk about Monte Carlo um that didn't happen that's a tournament um yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look forward to that. Let's hope. Let's hope we're not quite sure what Andy's plan uh, plans are for the clay season. I feel like Andy's not sure what plans are for the rest of clay season. So I guess we'll see, um, with trepidation what we're heading on into. It's like a kind of world yeah. of one. Um, yeah. Bear with us, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll as as Claire says, we'll be back with another episode with um with Jackson enough, and uh, we, we we hope you enjoyed this. You know, I guess a stopgap episode of Murray Musings. It's like a week yeah. of. Let's just chat good Andy, Andy Mems. And um yeah, yeah, folks. Uh you know what? Send us your favorite Andy Murray matches. Like, yes. Send us your time. Um but yeah, uh, Peter, we love you wherever you've gone into the nether sphere of um Wi-Fi. <laughs> and um yeah, thank you very much, folks, for tuning in to yet another episode of Murray Musings. Um he was Peter. Um, she's been Claire. I've been Scott. And this has been Murray Musings. Bye. Bye.